0: Because of the subject matter today, if you are easily offended, please turn off the radio
1: now or tune into another program. Welcome to Legal News and Review, recipient of the Florida Bar Award of Excellence. Legal News and Review, the only real problem solver radio program using the law. With your moderator, Philip Bell. And hosts and legal panel attorney Gary Singer, chair of the Broward County Bar Association's Real Property Section. Gary Singer is board certified in real estate law and a syndicated columnist from the Sun Sentinel. He is an expert in his field of practice. Now, here's your moderator, Philip Bell.
0: On the docket for today's program, sexual assault is in the news every day, but it begins with sexual harassment in most cases. And by the preponderance of complaints, it is in the workplace. And today, from the law firm of Weiss, Sirota, Healthman, Cole, and Beierman, oh, I did justice to the last name? Beerman. <laughs> Beerman is partner Allison F. Smith who also works as a labor attorney, and that makes you very unique for the city of Miramar, Homestead, and others, and as an employment law attorney for very large businesses and small businesses. Because of the subject matter today, if you are easily offended, please turn off your radio now and tune into another program. I'd first like to welcome the legal panel for today's broadcast. Good afternoon, Gary Singer.
2: Hey, I'm easily offended. Can I leave? <laughs> I'm just offended by looking at
0: you, let me tell you. Um, there it is, harassment. <laughs> right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. <laughs> and also, welcome to our listeners on 96.9 FM, 103.9 FM, and 7.40 AM, along with iHeart, TuneIn, and iRadio now. Wow, national listeners, and of course I want to welcome our Facebook Live video streaming. By the way, you could just Google Facebook legal news and review. It seems to be growing every week, and and you'll see we're at the Kelly Ustall building in their mock room. Talk about resources. You know, Kelly Ustall is known for the resources, but also their successes. And that's why attorneys all over the country refer cases to them. If you've been severely injured from the negligence of someone else by product, you need to go to justiceforall.com. That's justiceforall.com. Again, if you're just joining us because of the subject matter today, if you are easily offended, please turn off the radio now and tune into another program.
2: You're quite excited about that, aren't you, I'm Phil? telling you. Fair
0: warning.
3: Al- <laughs> you
2: <shouldn't laughs> work be, with attorneys. <laughs> you shouldn't be scaring listeners away. Please, if you're still here, stay
3: <laughs> and listen. It's not
0: that bad. Allison Smith, welcome to Legal News in Review.
3: Thank you so much.
0: You know, Allison, in my opinion, unfortunately, sexual harassment, it's never going to go away.
3: Mm-hmm. Never. You know? No
0: and it's it's a shame cuz we we all have mothers we all have uh, sisters we all have those Why is it going to be women? See, you know, you're starting that
2: right <laughs> well, now. No this that's is a serious true. question. Like you're starting it right out of the gate. I still won't you did kiss it unintentionally. You Gary, <laughs> you're starting it right out of the gate by focusing it on gender mm-hmm. and uh, the assumptions of gender you're roles right. mm-hmm. and that's the very beginning of the problems I do want to point out also you forgot to mention for our yeah. Facebook listeners who listen on Facebook live if you're easily offended by Phil's shirt <laughs> you should look away <laughs> from your screen right now <laughs> but seriously I mean the, the problem see that's where the problem starts With, in my yeah, opinion right. with especially sexual harassment but, mm-hmm. but all sorts of harassment yeah. um, you know whether it's based on race mm-hmm. or based on preference some of the protected some of the other pre- t- categories yeah. is the assumptions we put on about harassment I think yeah. In order to address it correctly, we need to start with zero assumptions and hear from the experts. Allison, what is harassment?
3: So, I mean, and I'll address that too because I think that's really interesting in terms of what you started out with, with saying, and that was a very good observation in terms of saying, <laughs> in terms of saying that Philip is, you know, singling out a particular sex or a particular. Hey, gender. I still call it workman's comp. <laughs> Not workers. <laughs> Workmen's, okay. It's <that's> a, <laughs> a throwback, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, so sexual harassment is basically any type of behavior in the workplace that would, you, there's two types, quid pro quo, where you're saying, give me something in exchange for something else. Like, you know, if you sleep with me, I'll give you the promotion. Um, or it could be a hostile work environment, sexual harassment situation where every day that you're coming in, somebody's asking you out. They're not They're not necessarily a supervisor, so they don't have any opportunity to okay. give you a promotion or anything. But they're, they're doing things things, whether it's it could be, by the way, I, w- I was sharing this with um, Philip as well, it could be visual sexual harassment so looking down your shirt or if you're wearing a skirt, looking at your legs or, and no it's really. making, yes So it, it's you can so get sued
2: for that. So what you're saying it's all in how it's received, yes. not in how it's given.
3: Right, so, yes, another good point, you're bringing out a lot of, um, of important things, so another good point is you know, the way the law looks at it is not necessarily your intention, so it's so a lot of times I'll have people say, because I do investigations as well on sexual harassment well, I was just joking, you know, it was just guys in the locker room Um, but basically what it is is that the law looks at how did the recipient of that conversation or that visual uh, look or touch feel, and also how would a reasonable person feel. So somebody said once in one of the cases I investigated, they asked a male, a gay male employee asked another male employee, are you well endowed? And he thought that was a joke, and the male employee didn't take it as a joke. And and he also uh, tried to give a different interpretation for well endowed. But again, it goes to what does a reasonable person think well endowed means?
2: So hold on a second, Phil. So there's a reasonable, uh, so it is subjective, but yes. there is a reasonable standard. They're, they
3: apply the reasonable person standard as well. To
2: see if, if it's appropriate that it's subjective.
3: The so reaction, yes.
2: to I don't know if it's the right term, but to steal yeah. one from the media, a snowflake, and everything sexual <laughs> harassment. It has to be a reasonably... like. The well endowed thing, I think, is a perfect example because that yeah. could mean other things. It could mean he had a big inheritance from an uncle or something. Yeah, you know, it's yes. an endowment, right? Yes, I or, think he did
3: he say it was a financial. There was some kind of financial bent yeah. to and,
2: it. Yeah. And I can imagine that's probably what they would say. But reasonably, you hear that, and the first thing that, like Phil being a sexist pig a minute ago, <laughs> reasonably <laughs> the first thing when he said that, I, I, I thought he was subjectively a sexist pig. <laughs> now, yeah. how does before you get into it, how does how does the you know in in life? it's it i find it interesting that people judge themselves yeah. themselves mm-hmm. by what they think of their actions, mm-hmm. rather than what their actions say. There's very mm-hmm. few people whose thoughts about themselves and how they see themselves ma- match match up. their actions. Yeah. And as it gets worse and worse, right? Like, right. You know, there's no murderers in jail. Just ask them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, because yeah. it's always no justified. People. So, of how does that play into spe- in both ways? I mean, first of all, the rasters probably think, "Hey, I'm just complimenting her or him yes. by hitting on her or him. Yes, you know, and yes. I'm not being offensive. Mm-hmm. Whereas the victim may actually subjectively, objectively, it may not be that bad, but they're thinking it's that bad maybe because of prior. So is it and and what I'm getting to is like yeah. in torch you have that whole fragile eggshell skull. it's called plaintiff. So yes. does that work in this arena too? <laughs> like if someone's been harassed before, is there a lesser standard because now they're more rightfully sensitive to it, or is yeah. it the same standard that applies? It's
3: the same standard, really. So it's how they received it, but also how would a reasonable person receive it? But a lot of the things that you're touching on are, are really really important things. So so to go back to what you said before about being sexist, but you see no, what no, <laughs> I'm not. I know you're not. (laughs) But you see, going back to being sexist, it's so true because... What he started off with is what society views it mm-hmm. as. So, I literally just came here and I didn't even share this with you. I just came here from training at another city. I do tons of training on various for topics municipalities. for municipalities. I'm right, okay. the deputy city attorney in Miramar and we train the entire okay. employee staff of 1,200 people regarding sexual harassment. I know, <laughs> I know, but, but this is what happens. And what I do in my training is I show several slides of recent cases where people have been accused of sexual harassment and I always say to them, Look at the slides that I've showed you. What is the one common denominator of all the people we have talked about? Usually the first answer is money. They have money. And I say, okay, right, yes, they're people in power. They have money. What's the second thing, though? And usually somebody says it. They're all men. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's the point I'm trying to make is that society assigns credibility to women when they come out and they say, I've been sexually harassed. No, it doesn't mean that men don't get sexually harassed, but I always ask the audience I'm speaking to, even today, Good I point. ask them. I said, why do you think men don't report? And because sh- the guy
2: who they report to doesn't go, man up. That's <laughs> you exactly. should be happy.
3: Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I actually had somebody stand up once when I did a training and say, I would say to him, I wish somebody would sexually harass me. That's what <laughs> the way he said to yeah, me. I've heard that. That's what he said to me. So, so, so it is the way that society views it. And it's not, it doesn't mean men don't get sexually harassed, but they don't report it. So we have a skewed perception in terms of it's always women, but that's not really the case.
0: Sexual harassment in the workplace is actually a form of discrimination. It's a violation of Title VII, <coughs> excuse me, of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was not aware of
3: that. Yes, yes. So the law has been on the books for a long time as it relates to sexual harassment. It's just that it's gained strength. You know, there's momentum. There's a the Me Too movement. People are coming out and saying, you know, I've been sexually harassed. You, As you see, the most popular person in the news today, more than anybody, you know, Brett Kavanaugh. And you're going back decades, literally decades, um, because now people feel that they should speak more freely about things that... Again, going back to the intent of the perpetrator, let's say even if this happened, it could have been just a joke, it could have been just being a teenage boy, if it actually did happen, but because of the strength of the Me Too movement, there is this momentum um, for people to come forward and say, you know, I was sexually harassed, and and sexual harassment means different things to different people, it's such a broad definition, because what's sexual? You know, it could be a sexual innuendo. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I just, um, with the training that I just did, and I won't say where I did it, but it's a um, heavily Latin-influenced community. And they, one so of the person. it's in Florida. It's in Florida. <laughs> 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 it's in Florida. South Florida, to be exact. And um, what they said, one of the ladies stood up, one of the employees, and she said, you know, for us, there are so many, like, double entendres with what we say. So, for example... I could be saying something like, I like my eggs hard. I like hard-boiled eggs. I speak Spanish, I know. That means, that okay, says. so that means, so you, you understand that I don't <laughs> want to go into too much detail on that. But it could mean something else for somebody else who hears it. And yeah. what
2: I was sharing with her is. And s- in racial stuff, too. I mean, it's very s- common egg. for, you know, uh, Hispanic uh, mothers to call their little Hispanic children. Negrita <laughs> or yeah, something exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. And it's. That's something, you know, if you translate it literally. So how mm. does the cultural context play into this sort of litigation? Very good
3: question because it's so... Or you be- led me to it. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I led you down that road. You know, it's it's really, really important for us because we are not in a homogenous society in South Florida. We're so diverse and we're so mixed. Yeah. So I try to encourage all my clients to have cultural sensitivity training separate and apart from any other type of training, discrimination or sexual harassment, because of negrita, gordita. You know, when you're saying things like that, you know, little fat person, or but you don't uh-huh. mean it. That was a term no, of endearment. gordo, Right, gordo is
2: a term of It's yeah. a
3: term of endearment, you but... Know. In
2: my case, it's actually... True. <laughs> Phil, your, your wife's not Spanish, so... No,
0: but my uh, so my second wife was. That's, that's, that's why... She,
2: but your your third wife that calls you gordo. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, at least 25% of women experience sexual harassment in the workplace. This is a study by the EEOC, and we'll explain the EEOC in in a moment, Mm -hmm. but get this, 75% of harassed victims experience retaliation when they report it. Yes, This comes from the EEOC. Explain yes. to our listeners what the EEOC is.
3: Yeah, The EEOC is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, so we like to refer to them as a the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So if you thought that a co-worker or your boss or even a vendor, because it could be a third party that sexually harasses you. We'll have to
0: explain that in a moment. We'll ahead. talk about that yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah. if
3: you feel that you've been sexually harassed, you can actually go to the EEOC and you can make a claim with them. You would not be able to go directly to court and file a lawsuit. You have to go first through them, and we call it exhaustion of your administrative remedy. So that's an administrative remedy. You go to them, they'll make a finding in terms of whether or not they think there's reasonable cause to believe that you were sexually harassed, and then you can proceed from there into court. So that's basically what I that is. I have to wonder, though,
2: how much of that retaliation statistic is yeah. is what I call lawyer syndrome, right? <laughs> so we, we, we've all experienced as attorneys, you have a, you have a client that hires right. a lawyer, and then they see the power that that gives them. And all of a sudden, yeah. they have other things the lawyer can do yeah. that if they didn't see that power they may not have ever asked a lawyer to do. They get addicted to lawyers. It's fun. Nice. Lawyers are luxury goods. I mean, yeah. really, they're <laughs> like fancy watches you know, for rich people. You know, it's all luxury, right? So I wonder how much, you know, the additional retaliation reporting yeah. is because they're now in the system, understand the system, understand the reporting mechanism, have gotten past the hurdle yeah. of emotionally and mentally of doing it the first time. They're yeah. veteran reporters. So I wonder, yeah. I, I don't know an answer to this, but I got to wonder if that retaliation, number is a little higher because it would seem that most employers would have the good sense not to do stupid stuff when there's a pending EEOC claim.
3: I'll be honest with you. That is the honest to goodness truth is that they should. (laughs) They should know. But they, you know, I think the human factor comes into play. So what I always tell clients is do not do anything that's going to give them a claim. So somebody's just fabricating, right, which happens like 99% of the time they're completely fabricating
2: that happens a lot there's but a lot it, of false it happens claims.
3: a lot it's lots and lots of false claims for, for various reasons mm-hmm. you fired me so i'm going to make your life <laughs> miserable that happens all the time right. so so they come forward with a false claim now you are the recipient of that false claim your good name has been sullied you are very angry you are very upset if you're not you've not been fired and you're still working there you then say Oh, so now you think you're going to make my life miserable? I'm still the boss, so I'm going to make your life miserable. So then they actually do do things that, for yep. example, give you an, a an, a job assignment that's an undesirable one, make you work the night shift when you you say that you know I'm a single mother and I have to be home with my baby, you know, or something like that. So it does happen more frequently than it should because people, you're human, you get upset, you've been you've been maligned, right, and now you know you take some reprisal against the person. So
0: is it typical though that? Uh, the standard, Amazing. she shouldn't dress that way. She caused it by the way she's dressing yeah. or, or even conversations. That I'm using, I'm, I'm I using used to wear she
3: really
2: tight jeans. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> we <That> was before <laughs> I knew
2: you. Before no, but seriously, yeah. but
3: seriously, the, he, he said that because I did a training and I had a male employee stand up and this was in the summertime a few months ago stand up and say, I was actually sexually harassed because of my tight jeans. And that made me think back to when he See? said that, but he went into a very, very, very great detail I about would do the that. genes. I'm a so thank you for sparing us. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> no problem.
0: California enacted a new We're law. In Florida, Phil. I know, but what go- what happens there comes over here, and and, and yeah. the governor Jerry Brown signed this I- into law.
1: Yes.
0: And um, the it, what it basically does, uh, it previously only mandated regular training for supervisors, large companies. Now get this: it require all workers at any business with at least five employees. Yes. Uh, they have to have these courses yes. as well.
3: I am a massive proponent of training. And why is that? Because, the first of all, if you get sued, one of the first things that we do is we actually produce the records of the training that you've done. Because when you don't have training, they say that there's a deficit. You have negligently retained somebody without actually training them on what to do in the workplace. So you want to have a record to show, I have trained my staff. If they are rogue and Mm -hmm. they decide to do something different than what we tell them to do, we're not responsible for that. So that's, that's, Always for me as a litigator, I'm always looking at it from that perspective. But also internally, I mean, you want to have good morale. You want to have an environment where people don't think sexual harassment is tolerated, appreciated. It's a toxic environment. You want everybody to come to work and be happy for the most part. You know, unless you have like an annoying person that comes through the door, you're dealing with residents. But you want everybody for the most part to be happy with where they are. And if you are not... Telling them through your policies and through your training that we don't tolerate this kind of behavior, you make them feel there's a chilling effect. So you make people feel like they shouldn't come forward because nothing will be done because it's not important to the company. Just get your work done. But you it's know, not that's
2: important to the company if it's state mandated.
3: Well <laughs> well that's yeah. the problem. I mean, it's th- I think this is one of
2: those things, that, right? That seems like it's a great idea on the surface. Yeah. But now it's going to be a state like, Here's the state mandate thing. You got to go. Okay, there's an hour we killed. All right, right next thing, you know, yeah. wear your hard hat. Yeah. You know, so you're going to have that aspect. Because it's yeah. not going to show. I mean. As a business owner. You yeah. Know, own well, right you're a business owner. You exactly. have to have buy-in to ideas as the owner in order to create buy-in. And if it's being forced on you by the government, and I know, like, I got, I'm, I'm on that little uh, call they do every two weeks right? now this year where it tells you about unemployment statistics. Oh, okay. I fought so hard to get off that stupid two-minute call <laughs> for no other reason than I was resentful that the government's wasting Making two minutes of my <laughs> time. And then I realized it's really not that. I fought, wasted so much time. That, yeah, I didn't hire anyone, didn't fire anyone. Bye. You know? And that's it. But I fought so hard against it, like I was dodging phone calls, like I didn't want to be <laughs> screening part of it them because yeah. I felt it forced on me. And my fear is that normal people acting like normal people, yeah, are going to. Uh, uh be frustrated by this they should teach us in the 11th grade instead it, before kids can drop out you of know, school cuz yeah. it gets to everybody and the employers and employees it sets a societal standard you're right. that's above and beyond they have to teach these sensitivities younger to kids I you know agree. as they're growing before it's too late when they get to work you know when you're working at McDonald's and you got to sit through as part of your orientation a 15 minute video on this it's not going to have any effect
3: worse if you're you're on social media you know and you're a millennial and you're on social media and you're absolutely not paying any attention to the training by the right? way in my right? training, they are not allowed and they can't i literally walk around the whole room and i look at everybody and i say what do you think what do you think what do you think mm-hmm. i call on people at any time socratic method from law school days and so they can't sleep i'm
2: to okay. ask you a question yeah we're gonna deviate a little bit it's a yeah. little current events we, we're not we don't talk politics in the show yes. just so you understand the question i'm gonna ask you well it's current events <laughs> is yes. not politics yes. okay but i want to talk about <laughs> the me too movement and the kavanaugh uh, uh, professor ford yes okay i'm very concerned i think Personally, my personal opinion, the Me Too movement is an incredible step forward Mm -hmm. in equality for everyone. Yes. Okay, not women's rights, people's rights. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. the rights of people to be treated fairly for for their merit. I'm very frightened by the circus of this Ford-Kavanaugh mess Mm -hmm. that it created, that it's going to have an absolute chilling effect on society and and the law practice Mm -hmm. regarding the Me Too stuff. Mm -hmm. Not talking one second about who he said, she said, but just the circus that it created Mm -hmm. and the entrenched opinions that people grab from it on on a tribal method. Mm -hmm. What's your thought on on whether that's... No effect, a positive effect, or a negative effect on the Me Too movement?
3: I think it's going to have an effect, and I don't think it was handled well.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I don't know That's what I'm talking about, by yeah. how badly it was handled. I don't think it was handled well, and I think it was it was mismanaged. And so now it's gone so far afield of where I think they wanted to go in the beginning, regardless of who was right and who was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because when you do fact-finding, which is what you're supposed to be doing, because I investigate lots of claims myself, mm-hmm. you know, you're going into it with an open mind, and you're going into it very neutral, but because people have been so, they've ripped it to shreds, and people have been so vocal, and it's it's very influential on women or men or whoever feels that they've been sexually harassed coming forward and saying, you know, I was sexually harassed by this person. Especially so especially if
2: that person's a public figure. Especially if you're a public a figure, a politician, you know, oh, you're just a Democrat because he's a Republican. You're just a Republican they because she's it, a Democrat. It should
3: never be a partisan. That would
2: scare me. You know, if I had to come forward against someone who was political, a political elite, because I would be plastered by 48% of the other su- for, uh, of the public yes. 98% of the other side of whatever side the person i was accusing regardless of my i just sexual that, harassment that's is
3: not and should not be a partisan issue it, it, good. regardless yeah. of where you fall which party you you but affiliate can me with can need to survive this the, the worry is that I, I think it will survive but it probably will be weakened somewhat because there's yeah. there's such a like he the, the circus too. behind it. Yeah.
0: Is it true yeah. that if a vendor comes to my office yes. and is you don't have an office. I know. <laughs> but comes he's to a my office. office. I actually I used to have offices. But
2: So when the guy walks up to your car window. Can the <laughs> vendor uh
0: can I'm sorry. He's Can the business. Be liable. If a vendor comes in there, like a, a UPS, postman, it doesn't matter. I'm not using those as real examples. Right. And starts to flirt with the, uh, or even, say, suggestive uh, yeah. conversations. I mean to the FedEx guy to that gets on my paralegals? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> okay.
3: Yes. Why
0: me as a business owner? Why would I be subject to, to any issue with that?
2: Really, you would be.
0: So huh.
3: yeah, so if that's you are put on notice, so one of the things that happens, so for me, because I deal with municipalities so much, right. it's more of from a, it, it's vendors too, because they deal with vendors, but more from a resident perspective. So we have literally had that happen. I've had it happen numerous times where there's a resident <laughs> that's take any shining to a particular employee mm-hmm. and frequents that employee's job site because it's public, right? It's a public building. You can walk in there whenever you want. And yeah, um, <laughs> yeah really? it's, it's public. I mean, you could go to the city hall and just walk Who's in. who got that kind of time? <laughs> <laughs> if you had time, and we're, we're to sure. wait too busy. Sure, right? um, but if you had time, you could. Um, and that's happened before. And we've, we've actually had to address it because the employee has put the employer on notice. That's a big part of it. I, I usually tell well, people... What do you do? You have to literally write a letter to the, to the resident or to the vendor or to the offending party and say, you know, we've received a report that you on a routine basis, are asking this person out or saying the the word, whatever the term is. I had one years and years ago before B A E Bay before that became a thing. I didn't know what it was. I thought her name don't was Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really, I really did. I didn't know. I don't I, I know really what it is. Stills. So. Oh, it's like baby. Apparently, it's like a oh. shortening for like baby. Bae? You know. Bay. Okay. It's, right. it's a millennial thing. I mean, we, we don't I'm know. not millennial it's a yeah. millennial. We're, we're none of little. us here are millennials, but it's a big, huge millennial thing. But like 10 years ago, literally, it's going that far back, and I huh. literally thought her name was Bay, and they had to explain to me, no. So you were calling her Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's like babies. <laughs> <when he's laughs> oh no, my goodness. Her. Oh, wow. Um, so you have to write the letter and tell them that basically they could be prohibited or banned from all of the facilities if they continue engaging wow. in that kind of content So
2: we're going to start in a of time. What I'd like to know is, is what piece of advice would you give the, our small business owner listeners that they can do to insulate themselves and to make sure their employees which I think most of them really care about are being treated fairly by their co-workers and supervisors
3: train 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 Push the message out. This is not tolerated here. Whether I have one employee or two or ten, because if you have one, you're still going to have vendors coming in and out, clients, customers. So train, train, train. Push the message out that it starts at the top. The top doesn't tolerate it. We won't let anybody sexually harass you. But conversely, you cannot sexually harass anybody else. So if I had one bit of advice, it would be, Always do training. It should be annual training. Yeah. That you, annual training. I about.
0: think Gary hit it on the head. Get them while they're young. I mean, they talk yeah. about locker room yeah. talk.
3: Yeah, You know, even yes. even
0: the, the president. If you get them while they're young and sensitivity and understand, yes. hey, you know, this is not proper. Yes. And it's not acceptable.
3: Yes. And but I, I
2: think th- you need to do it in a way that's not over-the-top politically correct or no one's going to pay attention to right. it. You know, I, I, and I, I haven't been to one of your trainings, and I'd actually love to, but it, i, I got to imagine actually, you present in a way where it's not unrealistic. No. Because so many of these I have seen, at least mm-hmm. snippets of, yeah. um, are unrealistic. Yeah. Well, make sure, you know, it's like look both ways and then <laughs> stop and look again. No. Like, it's got to be real life. People, people
3: Yes, it's very pragmatic. And I do it in so many different cities. I mean, and every city People is different. People are going to joke around in they, the workplace. And they, oh, they talk about that every time. And the reason why I love to train so much is because I get to hear the feedback, the real life feedback of what really goes on. So I always say to them, you know, trainers come in here and they're very idealistic. You know, they're very ide- you must always That's what report. I'm saying, yeah. Make sure every time you report. And I always say to them, there are situations where it could be your boss and so you have a mortgage and kids. You know, i
0: got to interrupt you. Yes, one gosh. thing I could it's tell so you, <laughs> I, I look at you as an investment, not a cr- cost. Right. Because either I'm going to pay you now or I'll pay you a lot. It's on the road. That's right. And then mm -hmm. I didn't even realize because of your sensitivity training and and so forth and education Mm -hmm. that could be actually used as a benefit if somebody does have harassment. Exactly. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that, Gary.
2: And if someone someone has more questions, one of our uh, listeners, how would they get a hold of you?
3: So you can get a hold of me through email, is probably the best way. It's a smith, A S M I T H, at wsh dash or hyphen law dot com.
0: And the name of your firm?
3: The name of my firm is Y. Sarota, Helfman, Cole, and Bierman. And (laughs) Bierman.
0: Apologize (laughs) to Bierman. For me. It's okay. He, not, won't, not he won't
3: mind. He's a big <laughs> kidder. He'll probably <laughs> And like their web that. address? And the web address is www.wsh or dashlaw.com. How big is the firm? It's really big. It's we a have big over firm. yeah, we have over seventy attorneys, probably eighty. Oh, yeah, very wow. good firm.
2: I love having you on. Thank you thank so, you so much, much for coming on. It's great to see. You. We served in the bar together. We still yes. kind of do. They're we know each other parts, well. Yes. So yeah. It's very nice. She she for, may be president. Of I the bar certainly one day. hope so. I'd support yeah. that Out of doubt. Yeah. Thank you, Phil, and so most much. importantly, thank our listeners. Be safe and be, be legal.
1: legal. You've been listening to the award-winning legal news and review, recognized by the Florida Bar's Award of Excellence. To contact the legal panel hosts and guests, go to BeLegalBuzz.com. And to reach Gary Singer, board-certified real estate and syndicated columnist, appearing in 400 media outlets, including the front page of the money section every Monday in the Sun Sentinel, from the law firm of Gary M. Singer, PA, call 954-851-1448. For legal news and review, remember, be legal.